0: uh I love that any money stuff. Greg Schott is back, and you can tell the great music happening here on Mornings with Simi one more time. Sterling Fox in for Simi, who is enjoying some Christmas off time. Van, Vaughn Palmer is joining us now with a look at the headlines, uh, joining us from The View from Victoria. Vaughn, good morning. Good morning, Sterling. So yesterday, you and I had a very interesting conversation about, among other things, hummingbirds, because you have feeders at your house, and your wife is a devoted hummingbird fan. My next-door neighbor, Tony, is in exactly the same boat. We always have Hummers around our house, because he's got feeders. So, apparently, you and I were talking about how to help the little Hummers get through these super frosty conditions, and apparently, a lot of people, Vaughn, decided to help you out, too. You got a whole bunch of suggestions.
1: (laughs) You know, I'm on NW yesterday, and God bless the NW listeners. They know everything. And uh, I've been on social media as well. I'm inundated with... Uh, you know how to rescue your hummingbirds. So uh, this is this is actually a pretty serious thing it for is. loving wildlife. The, I gather there's a great piece on the Thai website which I recommend to people by uh, freelance journalist Carrie Banks explaining that that Anna's hummingbirds are here partly because we feed them. Mhm. They were originally native to Southern California, and they gradually migrated north, and it's a nice place, and there's lots of flowers and insects for them to eat in year-round weather, but when it gets cold here, their lives are in danger. They can die in a matter of hours because right. they have to eat constantly, just like people who got too much turkey for Christmas, mm-hmm. and... And anyway, the, the suggestions I've gotten are fabulous. The people who wrap their Christmas lights around their hummingbird feeder, who put pans of hot water under them, who uh, put heat lamps mm-hmm. on them, who have three or four feeders that they rotate right. hourly, and trying to keep their hummingbirds alive. Um, and anyway, uh, okay, folks. <laughs> <laughs> your your suggestions are welcome, but this is this is pretty serious stuff. And as I said, the thing that really jumped out to me in that piece that the Taii has posted is that um, it's our fault that they're here. You know, the Rufus hummingbirds they migrate most species like that do. So short of packing up your little hummingbirds in a trap and air expressing them to Costa Rica, you got to do your bit to keep them alive, because the reason they're here is because we have all these hummingbird
0: feeders. Uh, that's right, because we've kind of manipulated their behavior over time, and here they are. So you're right, on, on mornings like this, it it is pretty serious business for those little guys, and they're the little green ones, the Anna's hummingbirds, and they're yes, so Anna's cute.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're cute. But man, oh, man, they eat a lot. Of And they basically have to eat constantly uh, to keep moving. Although I had a funny note from somebody, they're very, very territorial. And I guess because when they find a food supply, they don't want any other hummingbird coming near it. But somebody said if they spend less time fighting with each other Mm. and driving each other off, they would probably not eat to eat as much.
0: (laughs) Be less warlike, birds. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Vaughn, and and we do thank uh, all of those people who took the time, who paid attention to our conversation in the first place, and who very sympathetically decided to uh, drop you a line with perhaps a tip or two. Uh, that's, that's, That's a nice touch when people get... Moved to do those things. Wanted to talk to you about some of the numbers we saw yesterday because, of course, we had over 6,000 new cases reported across the province over the Christmas weekend. Uh, I suppose those numbers were expected. Were they lower or higher than you thought they would be?
1: Uh, they were more useless. <laughs> <laughs> than the numbers we get usually are. I mean, first of all, yes, the case count is higher. The Christmas Day case count was 2,500, so a new record. Mm-hmm. And we've been setting records every day with Omicron. But the the Boxing Day and Monday numbers were highly suspect. They're, first The numbers dropped, but they came with a warning that these are only preliminary numbers, which tells me that, there's more to come. And the reason for that, Sterling, is what we heard on Friday, um, we're overwhelmed in terms of testing. We reached the max. Yes. So you only know how many cases you have based on how many tests you have. And uh, we've run out of testing resources. They've been telling people, don't bother coming, get tested. Just stay home if you have symptoms, unless it's really serious. Uh, people, of course, have been not going out because of the weather, because they don't want to spend five hours on Christmas or Boxing Day waiting to get tested. Yeah. So the numbers are are highly suspect as well, uh, Sterling. We did not get hospitalization or ICU numbers. We won't get those today either. Right. Our first reliable briefing that will give us a real protect picture of where we are Will be tomorrow, Wednesday, and at the speed with which COVID 19 is moving that's an eternity. It'll be the first reliable numbers we've had since Friday of last
0: week. Interesting stuff. Now, our question of the day, Vaughn, on the table for our listeners is does the new high case count numbers or do those numbers make you think twice before going out for anything until the numbers start to come down? And I'm starting to get some responses. Bob says, I'm not bothered about the case counts unless we see a dramatic increase in hospitalizations and deaths. Seems to me like Omicron is the new name for the seasonal flu. That seems to be a bit flippant in terms of the of the contagious nature of of uh, the Omicron variant. But Vaughn, this is a pretty typical reaction based on some of the mail I'm receiving this morning, and we'll get the calls on the buzz lines as well. Uh, I think there's a bit of COVID fatigue playing into this uh, reaction too, don't you?
1: Well, you know, BC's characteristic reaction to each wave of COVID-19 has been to take premature victory laps and it is way too soon Mm -hmm. to take comfort in the hospitalization and ICU numbers. First of all, we didn't even get them yesterday, and we probably won't get them today, but... What we know about COVID-19 in general is that, as they say, hospitalization and ICU are lagging indicators. We won't know what last week's case count means in terms of hospitalizations until the end of this week at the earliest, and the same with ICU. We see what's going on elsewhere. Quebec actually did report yesterday, and they're reporting that, again, hospitalizations are climbing. They were up 12% in one day. One in five cases is still ending up In the ICU. Those are mostly people that are not vaccinated Mm -hmm, still. And I just think it's way too soon to say, oh, well, you know, we don't need to worry about this. The other thing is, we don't have a lot of hospitalization resources here. So if we get a lot of cases and only a small percentage of them ends up in hospital, (coughs) the system could still be overwhelmed. The system is already overwhelmed in terms of testing resources it's already overwhelmed in terms of contact tracing so uh, I Don't get carried away, folks. It's too soon to declare another one of our premature victories. We made that mistake in the past, and I say don't do it now.
0: Indeed, Don Vaughn. Here's another email. This is one's from Diana Lynn, who says, uh, do I have reservations going out with this latest spread of Omicron? Reservations are not, my retail work dictates being on site, in quotes. So she adds, I implore people entering retail stores to show staff respect by wearing masks, wearing them properly, plus giving staff some distance. Uh, you know, you don't know who's vaccinated or not, uh, and especially if you're in the retail business, uh, then you're looking for a little consideration. And I don't think that's out of line at all. Do you?
1: No, I think that's very good advice. Uh, think of healthcare workers even more. Uh, think of places where. Uh, employers have not required all their staff to be vaccinated i think for the safety of their business and their customers they should do that but not all of them have done that but no starting that's much better advice mask up Uh, don't go out if you don't have to if you have to work uh, do everything you can to keep your distance and say stay safe and hang in there you know we may be headed for brighter days but right now, it is way too soon, as I say, to take another of our premature victory labs.
0: And of those uh, well over 6,000 new cases reported over the Christmas-long weekend, uh, the majority of them, as it turns out, no surprises here again, Vaughn, but the, the vast majority, well over 50% of them, in Fraser Health.
1: Uh, yes, although, you know, again, we don't have the full numbers. It may just be that they're doing more testing in Fraser Health. Could be. And people maybe more people may be getting out to get tested in Fraser Health because they wanted to get tested to find out if it was safe to have Christmas with their families or spend their holidays with uh, relatives or even do a bit of traveling. I mean, all, all of that is unknown. And for that reason, I think, as I said, you know, I appreciate they got us some numbers, yesterday, but given how many gaps there are in the numbers we got yesterday, Sterling, it might have been just as useful them for them to not say anything just say play it safe
0: yeah Vaughn we had the uh, acting president of the Surrey Teachers Association on with us yesterday talking about returning to class uh, in a week or two Uh, now we've known uh, from UBC and some of the other post-secondary schools that they're going to go online for an extra couple of weeks before returning to in person are you expecting any directives from the Ministry of Education this week in the off week regarding in-person return to classes when they're supposed to go next week
1: Uh, No, I think uh, there, Dr. Henry, has been consistent over time. On balance, uh, schools are not especially risky. Our contact tracing over time has borne that out. And second of all, for the mental health of the students, she thinks it's more important to have the schools open. So I don't expect okay. any reversal on that. Uh, I think we may get some outbreaks in schools where they deal with something, but uh, no, I do not expect that